opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. It may be hard for blind and visually impaired kids to attend summer camp during this current pandemic, but WCNC-TV in Charlotte, North Carolina says that a group called SEE or C is making it happen. C in Charlotte, North Carolina is teaming up with the YMCA at Lake Norman so that visually impaired children can interact with non-visually impaired kids through games, activities, and exercises. The YMCA Lake Norman Executive Director Matt Fitzwater and C. Charlotte Youth Program Director Ali Romero join us today to tell about this special free summer camp. Hi, everyone. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Um, so hello. Matt, hello, Matt. Um, Ali, tell us about yourselves and your organization. All right. Um, I'll go first. Uh, my name is Allie Romero, and I've been working with C. Charlotte for three years now. Um, we are a nonprofit. The bigger program is the company is called IFB Solutions. It was formerly called Winston Salem Industries for the Blind. It's the largest employer of people who are blind in the country. And they started the C program in the early 2000s in Winston Salem. Since then, we've added some summer day camps and overnight camps and also expanded to have after-school programs in Charlotte, Asheville, and Winston-Salem. So that's just a little bit about our, our organization. All right. So C, the acronym C, S-E-E, -E, stands for Student Enrichment Experience, right? Yes, that's correct. Now, Allie, what's your motivation to want to make sure that visually impaired kids are having the best experience of their lives? even though we're in this pandemic? Um, well, um, I have a four-year-old daughter, um, so I understand the importance for kids to have fun in such challenging times. Um, I know a lot of the kids are feeling isolated right now, so it's more important now than ever to make sure they're having a fun experience at camp. We also hosted our after-school program virtually once the pandemic started. We were doing some daily activities on Zoom and weekly challenges for them to complete. So we're just trying to do our best to continue to keep the kids engaged during this time. All right. So you've started this summer camp with the YMCA at Lake Norman. But Matt, how did the YMCA partner with C to start the camp? Well, I think we answered the call, Brian. It, you know, we met with Allie uh, a few weeks after the pandemic started in our part of the country, and we knew that summer camps were going to be challenging for everybody this summer, uh, but especially for those who go to specialized programs. And the fact that the, the camp that those children normally attend were, was closed for the summer, we had an opportunity to serve and serve the community, which is exactly what the YMCA does. Uh, so Allie reached out to us. We sat down and talked about it and figured out a way that we could serve our community uh, even more during the summer. Yeah. That's really good. So Allie, what games, activities, exercises do the kids participate in at the camp? 
Um, so we kind of piggyback with what they are doing at the YMCA. Their camp is on Lake Norman, so they're doing a lot of water activities. Um, that would include kayaking, canoeing, banana boat rides. They have a giant water slide. Um, it's like a blow up water slide. It's called the Nautilus. And there's three water slides. There's a rock climbing wall. There's also an obstacle course. They do a lot of swimming. And then outside of the water activities, We've been participating in arts and crafts. One of the YMCA games is called Gaga Ball. Um, so we participate in that, other types of group games, card games, things like that. Well, that's a lot more than the blind summer camp in California and my state had when I went there. Um, we, yeah. Yours really has everything in the water, but ours just had the pool and little boat rides, but it's still good. Yeah, um, that's great. So, so um, Allie, WCNC says that the current research shows that only 3% of students under the age of 18 in Charlotte, North Carolina are visually impaired. Is that true? And can you elaborate on this research and how the numbers compare to the number of kids who were enrolled at your camp? Yes, so <clears throat> that statistic comes from the CDC website. So based on the population of children 18 or younger in Mecklenburg County, we estimated that 3% would be approximately 7,500. That's an estimate, not an actual number. Um, prior to taking my, my, my role as C program director for Charlotte, I was a teacher of the visually impaired for Mecklenburg County. So our community, has many resources for children who are blind and visually impaired. We are not the only one. Um, I think C is serving a critical role for after school and summer programs. Um, we, we've started serving kids um, elementary school ages, but we've expanded to middle school. I would love to see that expand further in the future. And we've only been open in Charlotte for, this was our third year. So we're always looking to reach out to other kids and families that have um, children with visual impairments. And actually being at the YMCA, I've, I've met a student there um, who is in Cabarrus County um, who has a visual impairment. And we're gonna reach out to his family and see if he would like to be a part of any of our programs and services. So we do have a couple of kids who are not in Mecklenburg County as, as well who participate in our, in our programs. Um, so I'd love to see us expand in the future and reach out to more kids. Um, so we're, we're new, we're not the only program for kids with visual impairments. Um, so that's kind of where we are right now. Yeah, there's many other, there are many others around the country and the world. Allie, which grades is your camp targeting? Well, we have kids in second through seventh grade, and that's about the, the age that the YMCA um, provides camp in Camp Lakeside. They do have a group for teens, but our, our campers in the C Charlotte program are in that second to seventh grade range. Yeah, our camp ranges from preschool all the way up to to middle school. Kids age out around 14 or so, and then they come back and work for us at 16. So we keep them engaged just a little bit differently. 
and you keep them engaged where the goal of the camps to create that environment where the kids are going to feel empowered. Explain That's exactly that. right. Yeah, it, 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 it comes out in so many ways. I always say, and Allie did a great job of describing all of our activities, and that's the medium for us to attract families to use the why uh, is all the fun that we have. But the real magic happens throughout the day with their huddle groups um, as they learn about one another, as they learn to share, as they learn how to exist in, the soci- in a society where, especially lately, uh, it's all behind screens. Um, so our programs are designed to return children to their parents a little bit better than when we found them and help them develop those lifelong skills. So what safety measures are being put into play during camp, Matt? We have quite a few. Um, we worked really hard. We have a really excellent facilities team who uh, relatively early in this uh, just got on the ball with the, the cleaning measures. And we've always cleaned in all of our materials or all, all of our uh, cleaning materials rather kill COVID, uh, but we upgraded to hospital quality, our hospital grade cleaning solutions. And then we changed just the format of the program. We keep a one to 10 ratio now uh, with a counselor and, and 10 children. We used to travel in groups of 20 with two counselors, uh, but we limited the group sizes. And when one group travels from a space, that space is cleaned and disinfected prior to another group coming in. But luckily with us being outside a lot, uh, it, it certainly helps um, keep kids more distant than normal. Um, and the, the, you know, the vitamin D from the sun is fantastic and being outside is great. Uh, we're fortunate to have a really, really good campus for that. Um, and we limit the number of adults that the children come in contact with. And I also understand that the kids will only be around three adults. They're, they're with their two counselors. We do a counselor switch halfway through, and then there's a leadership staff or a runner um, that'll just help. You know, if anything, the kid needs a Band-Aid, um, any, any needs that come up during the day, uh, along with our temperature checks upon arrival. And then we do a, a health check form at the beginning of, of every week. We've partnered with our, uh, our local health department to ensure that we are following all of the guidelines uh, that are necessary to run a safe camp. We're, you know, a lot of, kind of we spoke at the beginning of the, of the interview, you know, a lot of camps have closed in our community and really around the country um, for safety. And for us to still be able to offer this program and serve families is, is pretty remarkable. Now, there must be also a lot of hand washing too, right? Hand washing, hand sanitizer. We've got spots all over campus uh, for both of those. Now, are the sighted and the site challenged kids grouped together? Correct, they are. Yeah, which I think is a really great way to do it. I think both groups learn from one another really well. Um, and so... It, I, I don't want to speak for Allie, but I, I would say it doesn't didn't sit well with me to let's just have a huddle of children um, who are visually impaired, and let's see if we can if we can just put everybody together and enjoy the day at camp. How, how do you ensure that there are fair odds in treatment during group activities? I can take that one, Matt. Please. Yeah. So we provide C staff in all the stations that our kids are a part of. So with myself, we've had three groups most of the time. Um, So it's myself and two other staff. So they're a part of those huddles throughout the day, just making sure if any of the kids need sighted guide or any extra help during any of the activities, um, we help to facilitate. We also help to facilitate open conversation about the kids and their visual impairments. We also provided a blindness sensitivity training 
for the counselors and supporting staff about how to provide support and inclusive communication. We did that before camps, uh, before we started um, going to camp and joining, joining them. We also bring some of our own adaptive materials, some adaptive craft materials. We brought some, some braille beads because there was some craft, um, some crafts that they were doing with beads. Um, we brought adapted cards, braille uno, it's a deck of braille cards. We brought some adaptive sporting equipment as well, beeper balls, high contrast balls. And we were, I, I met with some of the staff before we came to ask what kind of things they're going to be doing so that I could go in and grab some materials that I thought we could use. Yeah, that, that's a lot of good materials to use. Now, what crafts did the kids make? Well, so it's been, they've done, I know they did, there was a, different themes each week. So there was one week that was Disney. I can't remember exactly what Disney crafts they did. I know I've seen them make torches, lanterns. They made kites, um, necklaces, friendship bracelets. They've done some stuff with paints, um, coloring. We brought some scented markers in, some scented paints. Um, so pretty much anything that they do, I'm able to, to adapt it in a way that is accessible for our kids. Did you? Did the kids also do any hiking, any sort of horseback riding? I think they used to do horseback riding. Is that right, Matt? Yeah, we had to eliminate all of our field trips. So normally, in a normal summer, uh, we would take the kids off site, depending on the age, and do a variety of field trips from theme parks to hiking, horseback riding, volunteer projects, things like that. But all that was put on hold this year. Right, this year. Let's hope they come back next year. Yeah, please. I'm pretty sure that you guys <laughs> had archery. Yes, yeah, we didn't do archery this year, but we we have done archery in the past. We added fishing this year, fishing. Uh, which has been really really good for the kids and just to get people outside and and together as best we can. I think it's been a win for us this summer. I also forgot to mention our our staff wear masks as well when they're not uh, involved in and like high intensity activities. Oh, how about the kids? Did they wear masks too? Uh, our rule in North Carolina is if the children are 11 or under, they're required to wear a mask. Uh, so, or uh, older than 11 rather, they're required to wear a mask. Some parents choose to send masks with some of our younger children and they're obviously permitted to wear them. That's not required if you're under 11. Now, what about the fishing? Did you put like these toy fish in the water or did were there real fish? No, they're real fish in the water. Did you cook them and eat them? <laughs> we did not. We did not take it to that to that step. Uh, it was just an introduction to fishing for the for the kids. We also have the canoes and the kayaks as well um, to get them out depending on the ages. So trying and to use the environment. Sailboats. They called sailboats or are they catamarans? Yep, we have the sailboats as well. You're right. Okay, you had sailboats, you had catamarans. Um, now, did you all gather together for like a little song and dance or campfire thing? Not That's, anymore. Right. Not well, anymore. in the afternoons, they do gather in in the pavilion with social distancing, and and they do an assembly sometimes where they sing camp songs, a lot of repeat after me songs. Yeah. Yeah. That is a, um, 
a big piece of camp that we kind of had to tweak was every morning and every afternoon in a normal summer, we'd bring the whole camp together for high energy uh, song skits, dancing, just to kind of kick off the day. But unfortunately, we don't do that anymore either. Well, um, what do you have planned for next year if, and I, I think it will happen, if the pandemic ends? Oh, you know, I don't. I don't think we'll ever. That's a really good question, Ryan. I don't think we'll ever go back to normal. Um, I think our cleaning processes and and some of our steps or temperature checks and things like that. I, I think they're here to stay. You know, we'll see. Um, you know, if, if we can add more children to our campus, that would be great. Our camp was about a third smaller than what it normally is. Um, so I think once we can get back to to more children on site, that will make us happy. Um, we are planning right now when school back in North Carolina school comes back in on August 17th and children are not going back to the classroom. So we're offering full day care that includes time for distance learning in the program. Um, so we will continue to serve as a YMCA uh, until we get back to quote unquote normal. Uh, but we, ha- we will begin planning next summer, really around September and October. Uh, and I think like this summer, there'll be so many unanswered questions um, that we just have to roll with and change quickly. And I think we all use the word pivot a lot more than we ever have. Um, so we'll keep planning and keep working through it. But as long as we're permitted, we will offer youth programs. Yeah, let's see what happens. Let's talk about Lake Norman for a second. Um, how far is Lake Norman from Charlotte and what does it look like? We are about 30 minutes north of Charlotte. We're still in Mecklenburg County, so we're part of the greater Charlotte region. Our Y is very unique in the fact that it does sit on a lake. Uh, That is not very common for YMCAs. Uh, There's only two in the country. One's in North Carolina. The other is in Wisconsin. Uh, We we were built in 1975. We just finished a $2 million renovation uh, that added a lot of new fitness spaces to our facility, uh, as well as a new drop-in child care center um, that has half walls and is complete with uh, all the toys and games and activities for children. Uh, the campus is gorgeous uh, when you get around behind the building and see the lake. We have a very large pavilion with picnic tables. Our Gaga pit is, a, is an octagon-shaped um, half-walled structure that children all get in, and they play this game of, uh, of dodgeball where you can't pick up the ball, but you kind of slap it, and it hits the kid's legs. Um, Allie described our Nautilus, which was a new addition this summer with the three water slides and the climbing tower that drops you right into the lake. We also have a blue and yellow um, obstacle course that is inflatable on the lake as well. And so children can get on that in several different areas. We can put about put a group of 10 kids on that. We have two speedboats in the back that we use to pull the banana boat. We use it for our water sport camp that has uh, kids out wakeboarding and uh, tubing, water skiing, things like that. The canoes and the kayaks are out there. Like we talked about the fishing. Uh, it's beautiful. It is a, it's a, a really good spot. We have a beach as well, so kids can do the sandcastles and hunt for buried treasure while also swimming in the lake. Indoors is a gymnasium uh, in a full gymnastics center as well. Uh, with It's a full, we have a, a competitive gymnastics team and a rec team, so we have everything in there that you would see in a, a state-of-the-art gymnastics center. Uh, so that was getting a lot of use. We're, we're able to offer more classes now, thankfully. Um, we also have a spin studio, a bar studio, um, and uh, two fitness centers. That's pretty big. 
for just a just uh, being at Lake Norman. Yeah, we're very fortunate. It's about seventy thousand square feet, um, and Lake Norman is like I said, a suburb of Charlotte. Uh, it, we're really close to Davidson College, um, and we we serve three communities: is it Davidson, Cornelius, and Huntersville. Um, so we a lot of families, uh, a lot of people looking to exercise and get fit. Gyms are still closed in North Carolina. Uh, and it looks like our, go our governor spoke yesterday. It looks like we'll five more weeks of being closed. So we are doing outdoor fitness in the parking lot uh, on one side of the building. On the other side of the building, we're running day camp. How can our listeners learn more about your camp and organizations? Uh, first start is going, finding us online, uh, ymcacharlotte.org. You'll see all of our camps. We have 19 facilities. We also have two residential camps in the community. Um, one is, is uh, the south side uh, on, in Lake Wiley, and we have another one up in the North Carolina mountains. Uh, all the information is on the web. Also follow our Instagram. It's YMCA Charlotte. Uh, you see a lot of the videos and the posts of our recent activity. Uh, and reach out to anybody on the staff page. And our um, IFB Solutions website, it's ifbsolutions.org. We also have a Facebook page, IFB Solution Programs and Services page on Facebook. All of our C information is there. So any listeners in Winston-Salem, Asheville, or anywhere near Charlotte, um, check out the C Charlotte, they're the C page for our youth programs. All right. Anything else you both would like to add? Well, I just want to add that I absolutely love the work that I do and I love interacting with our kids and seeing them challenge themselves, make new friends. It's the best experience. I feel like I have the best job and we're fortunate that everything we're, we're able to provide these programs and services completely free of charge because of community support and donations um, and we're always looking to reach out to new students. So if any of your listeners are in or around Mecklenburg County, Asheville, Winston-Salem, please let them know about our programs. Awareness is so important. We want to connect with as many children as we can. We don't, we're only serving a fraction of the population right now. So we're always looking to reach out. Um, so if anybody would like to contribute or learn more about us, they can visit our website, ifbsolutions.org. Um, so that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, I'd say for whatever community you're in, uh, support your local YMCA. Stay with us uh, if you can keep your membership. That's fantastic. Um, you know, come to, to our outdoor fitness classes or send your kids to uh, any of our numerous summer camps throughout the country. I'd say specifically to our region, uh, we're just working hard to offer as much as we can while following the guidelines. Um, and similar to what to what Ali spoke about, uh, it's pa we're passionate at the Y to making sure that anybody can come regardless of income. And so we have uh, numerous fundraising campaigns active in order to continue to send children to camp or to make sure that anybody can come to the Y uh, regardless of our fees. Um, so keep keep supporting the Y wherever you are. Is my message if I if I can be so bold as to say that everyone we're glad that this camp helps blind and visually impaired kids have the best experience of their lives in these trying and isolating times thanks so much for joining us today before we go listeners I welcome your comments on this program just visit and like me on Facebook at speaking out for the blind or follow me on Twitter at speak out blind or speak out for the blind you can also check out my website that's speaking out for the blind dot weebly.com 
More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. My new email address is speakout at acbradio.org, and my show archive is at acbradio.org slash speaking dash out dash four dash dash blind. Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page, and below the heading that says Home Speaking Out for the Blind, where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows, ranging from episode 94 to the present. You may also access the podcast feed at acbradio.org slash SOFTB. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out. Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community. Have you been grappling with a difficult problem? Searching for a solution that appears intent on evading you? You might be surprised to learn that the ideal solution to the problem doesn't exist out there, but rather within yourself. This is Dr. Linda Bolay, creator of Sleuth Hound U, mastering the art of solution seeking. Please join me each month for a fresh look at problem solving through a solution-focused lens. In the words of Swiss psychologist and psychiatrist Carl Jung, your vision will become clear only when you can look into your own heart. One who looks outside dreams. One who looks inside awakens. Sleuth Hound You with Dr. Linda Bollet coming to ACB Radio soon. California, Florida, Iowa, Texas, guide dog users, students, IT professionals, government employees. The American Council of the Blind has members in all 50 states and is actively engaged in a wide variety of activities. We advocate for the education, employment, and social inclusion of all blind and visually impaired Americans. We publish a monthly magazine. We hold an annual conference and convention and operate a multi-channel internet radio station. Check us out at acb.org. Together, we can do anything. You're listening to ACB Radio Mainstream. Learn more about us at our website, www.acbradio.org.